Ah, you know what old Jack Burton always says at a time like this? And welcome back to Sludge Cast. And of course, you got Sludge here, my main co host, right across from me. Micah, how's it going, guys? We've got a very special guest in the house tonight for one of our big topics tonight, our buddy Austin from church. What's up? And even more special, she's not part of the show tonight. However, she is in the room. Everyone say hi to Walter. What's up, guys? So, Walter's been on a few times and she, she's loved big time on the show. So, like when she had her horse accident, we had so many <laughs> listeners. They were like, is she okay? We're praying for her and things like that. So so we need to get her back on an episode that she can talk about. Yes, please. <laughs> she's not going to be able to talk about much on this one, unfortunately. <laughs> it's, it's it's an all-boy nerd show today. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so, of course, as it goes, we're going to have some news for you guys. And we're bringing back the cage match. And uh, today's cage match is going to be awesome. It is none other than Animal from the Muppets versus Cookie Monster from the Sesame Street gang. So <laughs> that's going to be great. And then, of course, we'll take a musical break like normal. Uh, got a really um, special song uh, for you guys tonight. And then after we do that, we're going to get into deep why Austin's here, the Power Rangers. So I'm excited about that one because I want to know what you know and then show you what I know. Because so, <laughs> we were talking about the church the other day and uh, Walter's brother. I was talking about how I just I'm just a wealth of knowledge. My mom calls it useless information. Wealth of useless information. <laughs> yeah, she's like, you know, so much about things that don't matter. That's very, very true. So, but yeah, let's get started. Uh, let's go with the news, man. Micah, what we I, got? Newsreel for today. Um, coming soon, Godzilla versus Kong. The trailer. It has finally been announced that it will be a PG-13 film, and we are expecting a trailer for soon. Violent monster action. Hopefully. Of course. Hopefully it won't then, be too much human drama like, you know, Godzilla 2014. Oh my but, gosh, you know. <laughs> dude. Like, I'm so proud to be a Godzilla fan, but my fan base is just, <laughs> they're, you know, when 2014 came out, they're like, there's too much human drama, not enough monster action. And then we get King of the Monsters, which is tons of monster action and very little human drama. There's not enough human <laughs> drama and there's too much monster action. I'm like, man. And they want to the cry, but I'm like, you know fan base. I'm like, dude, I got Godzilla on screen. I'm happy. Yeah, the only time I'm real. not if it's 1998. So, have you seen any Godzillas? I have not. No. Oh, dude, you you've got to got to get into the <laughs> the Godzilla films. There, well, there's a reason why he's the biggest pop culture icon right. in the world. Yeah, um, bigger than Mario and James Bond. You know, James Bond's actually really close, and so is Mario. But Godzilla's number one. So I'm stoked. Hopefully, be great. Yeah. Well, we know, and I've got my reasons for saying we'll have it in theaters in November. Oh yeah. All this stuff will die down before it comes out because there's a big day coming up in November. <clears throat> you know, once it's passed, <laughs> well, everything's going back to normal. Um, so, yeah, so November is when it's coming out. And, yes, it just, yeah, did a PG-13. So, yeah. hopefully trailer soon because, man. Be nice. We've been begging for it. I just want to see Kong with his beard. Mm-hmm. Like, have you seen the pictures oh, yeah. they've released of the graphic uh, design? Yeah, the, uh, the comic book that's mm-hmm. a prequel. And you see his beard in it. And I'm like, dude. Yeah. And he's wielding an axe. Well, like you know they got. You know they have footage already. Like they've been oh, they working do. on it for since King of the Monsters came out. So they've already got footage. Like I'm so pro Godzilla. Like Godzilla's gonna win. <laughs> but uh, like I'm such a beard guy just in real life. Like I can't. I've I'm 35 and I've had my beard since I was 15, <laughs> and it's never been shaved off. Like what? Well, no, I'd say because I used to do like kind of the smaller chin straps. Right. But full beard, I would probably say about 18 then because I would do the, like, the thin, thinner st- chin straps, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, we're talking like most of my life. <laughs> like, I love my beard. And then putting a beard on Kong, man, is really <laughs> making it me as a Godzilla fan. Um, hope that was something weird there. I think we're good. Yeah. We're good. Had a little pop in the audio. We'll fix that later. But, uh, I mean, so Kong having a beard, it's making it very difficult for me as a Godzilla fan. Is it really, though? It's not. But <laughs> I just love the fact that he's got a beard. Like it's so cool. Um, so, anyways, yeah. What else we got? Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog actually did so well. Number two. We're getting a number two. Um, hasn't been had a release date yet, or no release date yet. But no yet, release but It's date been announced. Yet. Sonic number two, right? Yeah. I'm stoked because when we know we know Tails is coming, mm-hmm. 
this is what I want to see because I'm a big Sonic fan. I love the movie. Um, love the games. Mm-hmm. I want to see Knuckles Absolutely. as the bad guy oh, first. Yeah. And then like have him have to like have Mr. Robotic be the bad guy in the movie overall mm-hmm. in the end fight, but like have have Knuckles be mm-hmm. the bad guy and then have to go from being the bad guy like it was in the game to to the good guy mm-hmm. and join up with Sonic and Tails to take down yes. Dr. Robotnik. Like, yeah. And then the end credit scene needs to be Shadow in a pod. Like, that's what I need. That would be awesome. Yeah. Give us a, like the ultimate Sonic trilogy yes. and end it with Shadow yes. in the third film. That would be needs awesome. To be. I love Sonic. It was so yeah. good. It's a great Such movie. a good movie. Great movie. So yeah. definitely exceeded my expectations. Because my expectations were pretty low. Very low. But Very low. Uh, I mean, they weren't too low because I knew Carrie was in it. Hmm. And so I knew Robotnik was going to be Flawless, and he really was flawless as yeah. him. So, right on. What else we got? All right. Uh, we'll keep going with high expectations here. The Snyder Cut. Oh, yes. <laughs> Thank you, fan. This is a this is a great moment. Okay? It's a One, great moment for, for comic book fans yeah. and movie fans alike. Like, we have harped for the Snyder Cut for, what, two years? 2017. Three years almost? Three years, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So, so, for those who don't know, you've been hiding under a rock. But, you know, Zack Snyder, who did Man of Steel, Batman versus Superman, you know, he was doing taking over all the, uh, the, the DC stuff. He was doing going to do two Justice League films. He started Justice League and got a good long ways into mm-hmm. it. Okay. Never fully completed the film because, unfor- you know, sadly, and unfortunately, his daughter had committed suicide. So he stepped away from the film. They brought in Joss Whedon, who did the first Avengers. And reshot and removed a lot of stuff, and and we got the unfortunate Justice League that we got today, um, which includes like the removal of Dark Side, and I mean just um, black suit Superman, yep, like, no yeah. black suit Superman, no Martian Manhunter, mm-hmm. Lantern, and, yeah, complete. Like the only thing that really kind of even remotely resembles what we know about Zack's cut was the nightmare scene. Mm-hmm. So fans have been, and we know that most of it's been filmed, just wasn't finished production wise as far as special effects. Uh, almost all of it was filmed, um, have been signing petitions and just screaming and knocking down the Warner Brothers' door. We want the Snyder's Cut. We want the Snyder's Cut. We want the Snyder's Cut. And now it's happening. It's coming to HBO Max. They're throwing like 30, 30 plus million dollars to Zach to finish the film. And the fans have just gone nuts. It's mm-hmm. that's absolutely awesome. Yeah. Like, I'm so stoked. Yeah. So is... that's like the first right move <laughs> <laughs> they've made. So their next step, Warner Brothers, if anybody from Warner Brothers is possibly listening to this small podcast show, um, Swamp Thing needs to come back. Uh, that's your next that's yeah. your next big move. So yeah. insert real quick, Swamp Thing is coming back it to is. the CW. Um, so CW's filler show, because of the COVID stuff, is going to be Swamp Thing. So for those who didn't see it on the DC Universe, you will get to see it on the CW. And so it'll probably be... Edited and... Uh, yeah, like this the... Uh, there wasn't any, you know, I mean, no nudity or sexual content in the show, but there's a lot of language, yeah. and it's 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 a swamp thing. It's a very dark show. Yeah. Um, so some though. of the things that maybe cause you not to watch it on DC Universe, um, be able to watch it now. You'll be able to watch it now, yeah. and you'll understand why Sludge like says it's the greatest DC thing any, ever because it really is. Like Derek Mears' swamp thing performance is phenomenal. Yeah, it's absolutely phenomenal. So right, well, let's oh. talk about another phenomenal character in the DCEU. Okay. Henry Cavill as Superman. Yes. He's back. He, I'm stoked. Yes. Like, we needed him to come back. Now we just need them to bring Affleck back. Yes, we do. Yes, we do, <laughs> Micah. He's the best Batman that we have had, and we need him back. Hardcore. But I know that that role was really hard on him. It was. Like, physically, think, yeah. the shape he got in, I mean, tore him up. Um, yeah. But I, I'm stoked, man. Cavill was, I, I mean, I, I hated Superman Returns. We, I've talked about it before. <laughs> That was is it worse st- than Quest Repeat? <laughs> Man, that's pretty close. I mean, <laughs> Brandon Routh as Superman or Nuclear Man? Ah, they're close. Brandon man. Routh would be my. They're, pick, they're pretty bad. Like I love Brandon Routh on the CW shows. Yeah. Like him as Adam was great. Yes, phenomenal. I, I even loved him donning the cape in the last crossover, like becoming Superman again. So cool. I don't know so what happened cool. in that film. Like I like when I watched the crossover. <laughs> And you get to see Brandon Ralph don the cape again and become Superman. I was like, this is awesome. You were awesome as Superman. Because <laughs> he was the kingdom come Superman. Right. What went wrong in Superman Returns? I you no believe the world will never know. No, because that's the worst Superman movie. Tied with Quest for Peace. <laughs> but so anyways, like, you know, we've got a few Supermans. Not as many like we have Batmans. Right. But I really feel, and I'm not the biggest Superman fan, but I loved Henry Cavill as Superman. And I felt he's been the best we've gotten aside to Christopher Reeve. Because Christopher Reeve will always be 
Batman. You know what I mean? In my opinion, Batman or Superman. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I started thinking about Kevin Conroy in my mind. You know, in, that's in, Batman. Like, that's Batman Affleck, to me. So, yeah. Um. So I mean, Christopher Reeve will always be Superman. Um. But Cavill's right there with him, so I'm stoked for him to come uh, back. For me, it's yeah, probably my generation, but I love Cavill as, as Superman uh, more than Christopher. Um, it's okay, man. I not, know. not everybody can like, be right. I know. Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, to me, I? Man of Steel is, is the best DC film out of all that they produced man, I, of I, this new. I watched that the other day, again, in a long time. And I'm not going to say it's the best, mm-hmm. but it is an amazing film. It's got a like, heavy argument is, to it. Yeah, yeah, it is a really good film. Like, when it comes down to, I think I wouldn't like it as much if it didn't come down to the death of Zod. Right. Which Michael Shannon Zod is my favorite Zod. Absolutely, like he is so good. Like I love Superman too, mm-hmm. and I like it better than Man of Steel. But Zod or Shannon is is Zod. Like, yeah, period. He was so good. But um, that moment at the end when he kills him, like that's something Superman's not. That I mean, he does it in the comic books and he right. has to. But that was the first time he had to do it, and that was such an emotional scene for him. That that scene right there, if it wasn't in the film, I probably would not like it nowhere near as I yeah, do. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, but that right there was pivotal. Mm-hmm. So it was yeah. good. It was really good. Right. All right. Uh, continuing with DC, the rest of these are DC. Just for all y'all, um, they're the only the ba- ones doing anything. Yeah, right for now. real. Uh, the Batwoman show. Yes, Ruby Rose has stepped away as Kate Kane. Thank um, God. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of. I mean, I enjoyed her in the crossover. Got like two episodes into the actual series and just really gave up. Mm-hmm. Fight sequences were great. They did a really good job with the fight sequences, but that was about it for me. Like, yeah. I just couldn't get anything else. Actually, yeah. the girl who plays Alice mm-hmm. was awesome and it is awesome. Like, that character was the only reason to watch the show, in my opinion. And it's Batwoman. And mm-hmm. you don't even want to watch it for Batwoman. You watch right. it for Alice. Right. But yeah, so they are, they're recasting her. Um, and I don't Give know. Barbara Gordon, please. Yes, that's what I'm hoping, man. That's all like, I need. You can't recast the same character no. in the middle of something like that. Like, there's a difference between, hey, we, we, you know, we got the two Michael Keaton Batmans, we got Val Kilmer, we got George Clooney, we saw how well those two worked. Um, but, you know I mean, like, recasting the same character is so difficult and usually does not work, a la Kilmer and, and Clooney. Um, but for something like that that's continuing on for a show, right. it, you can't recast Cat mm-hmm. Kane at mm-hmm. this point. You've got a whole season, so yeah, I'm with you 100. Like, bring Barbara Gordon in. If you're if if they're kind of struggling to fill time, make it Barbara Gordon and just do a Killing Joke storyline and just end yeah. the show like that. That would be great. Simple enough. And then that's your avenue into going to a Batman show. And just I'm fixing your problems, Warner Bros. Like just <laughs> they just need it, to listen. Take it and run. Yeah. We need to listen to the show. Okay, yeah. we know we're the fans. We know what we're talking about. So, so. I want to ask Austin, who is your favorite Batman? Because you know his. His is Affleck, Mons Vale. Like, Without question, Affleck. <laughs> you're automatically gonna hate my answer, but it's just because of who he is. Um, as why as my he's well, I guess my favorite Batman would definitely be Christian Bale, but my favorite actor as a Batman is definitely George Clooney. I love what I loved that movie. <laughs> no, dude, <laughs> you're the one person I think I've met that's been like, I'm pro bat nipples. That is me. <laughs> Give me exactly. the bat visa card. The whole scene like, is awesome. Oh my gosh. <laughs> No, I love dude. it. I love I, it. I love Clooney in everything but <laughs> Batman. Like, like I'm a big Clooney fan. Well, that was not hey, the case there. Hey, chill. What? I was quoting Freeze from that film, but it's oh fine. yeah, <laughs> never mind. See, that's how bad of a movie it is. Like, <laughs> don't even know the quotes. I know the yeah. quotes because it's the Batman I grew up listening to. Oh my god. I mean, so bad. I could rant on that one for a bit. <laughs> but, I mean, hey, everybody likes their own. I mean, definitely. I'm not. Don't worry. I'll catch that, you on Spider-Man 3 here in a little bit. It's dude, fine. no. We're not going to go down that road. I'm feeling good because I saw a thing on Facebook of a meme that somebody shared about Titanic. What if uh, What if he was a cat? I don't know if you guys you, you have Facebook. And, yeah. like, it's got a picture of her, like, on the front of the boat going, like, I'm flying, Jack. But Jack's a cat. And he just, like... <laughs> throws her off like he just knocks her off the boat and it is awesome i was like that's my titanic right yeah. there i like this <laughs> so Some, like, somebody asked me at work today would i rather watch spider-man 3 or titanic and oh, that was sh- a difficult God. choice for me <laughs> Ooh, that's torture dude yeah. i don't know if i could decide that i, I didn't give an answer I, <laughs> oh man i'm like maybe i can gut through the emo spider-man but no you can't I can't gut through the whiny skinny boy venom i but then it's 
jack in the freaking door and two how that's tough <laughs> uh, that's that's hell for me like right there that's it that, that's what it is this trying to decide between those two movies i wouldn't answer that i can't do that like, I, physically it's not possible so all right and finally for news um the batman continues filming yes thank the lord yes. we're getting back on roll with this yes i'm super excited about this like i'm definitely going to and i think i mentioned it a couple episodes back uh, after finally watching because um, everyone relates Pattinson to Twilight, right? And uh, hated those movies. Oh, um, so good, no, so, good. so, so good. good, so good. There's nothing good about a glittery vampire. <laughs> um, now I'll give credit where credits due. The books were amazing. Yes, absolutely. Um, especially the last book, Breaking Dawn, was unreal. Um, the movies just failed to, like most movies do. But it just, I think, I didn't have so much a problem with Pattinson in those films as I did. Um, what's your name? I can't think about it. Oh, Kristen Stewart. What was it? Yeah, Walter? she said it. Kristen yeah, Stewart, Kristen yes, Stewart. Walter in the back helping us out. Um, I don't like Kristen Stewart. Awful. The only thing I've liked her in is The Runaways, Underwater, uh, where she plays uh, Joan Jett. Mm. Underwater was good, and she wasn't too bad. I could tolerate her in that, but for the most part, I cannot stand her as an actress. Awful. Um, and so I, everyone relates it to him to Twilight. He's done so many other movies. Mm-hmm. That the I, Lighthouse. No, oh, dude, that right there is what I'm bringing. Up. The Lighthouse, while it's not a movie, <clears throat> content wise, I would recommend to mm-hmm. people. Because it is way out there, like way out there. But he's in the, this movie with William Defoe, and he is on par with William Defoe's acting, if not slightly better at moments. Wow! And that's not an easy feat to do when you're talking about William Defoe. Yeah. And so after watching it, I am sold. Like I have no qualms or concerns about him playing yeah. Batman whatsoever. Am I going to like him as much as Affleck? Probably not. Yes, but time will tell. <laughs> we'll find out. Um, but I'm excited about everyone else. I mean, like, it, it, that's in the film. I'm excited to see this. I'm excited to see the way that Gotham looks more grungy mm-hmm. and dirty and realistic. And, and not like neo-modern realistic, like the, the Christian Bale you know, series, which I like the way Gotham looks. Oh, but, yeah. I mean, this just looks a little older. I'm talking like old school, like... Um I don't want to say like bootlegging era, but like I don't know where I was going with that. I mean, almost like like eighties. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah you know what I mean, like real yeah. dark eighties yeah. crime, and then definite nods to Burton, which is great because I think Burton's Gotham's everyone. I mean, everyone it's loves been it. the best. Yeah, I believe I mean, it's, yeah. it's absolutely been the best on film. So I'm excited about it. I cannot wait for it. I'm and Matt Reeves. Like I've never known him to do something that I have not completely fallen in love with. Right. Like the the Planet of the Apes trilogy he did. Oh. It's phenomenal. I mean, absolutely. Why was I crying over a daggum monkey at the end of the third film? It was you know? Andy Circus. Yeah. Well, yeah. And Andy's <laughs> phenomenal. Who's doing Venom too? And I can't wait for that. Oh, that's always so good. So. And he's Alfred. Yes. And he's yeah. That's right. And he's Alfred in Batman. Ah, oh, man, this is going so good. Andy Circus going to make me cry again. So what's going to happen? Thanks, Andy. He's going to die. Jerk. Better not die. I'll lose my mind. So yeah, I'm excited about. It. I can't. I, I, that's one of my most looking forward to films. Absolutely. That's being that filmed right now that I'm looking. That's Godzilla and Conger, my two right now. Oh, Godzilla vs. Kong is my number one. I know. But, like, it's done. It's just right. waiting for release. I mean, as far as what's being filmed or coming, the Batman is, yeah. is up number one. So. Yeah. Run on any other news? That's it for me, unless you, you got, got anything. Not that I can think of that's important enough. Things have kind of died down. Heavily. Heavily in the pop culture Heavily. news. So Rest in peace, Cinemark, for all you Bristol locals. Yeah, that's right. Our local One of our local theaters closed down. AMC's talking about struggling whether or not they can continue in business. Mm-hmm. So, But, hey, you know what? Drive-ins mm-hmm. have really shooting up, back, which is awesome. I would love to see the revival of drive-ins, yeah, because that's yeah. so so cool. We even talked about that in the monster we stomped down the last episode. Like, needs to happen. It, it definitely does. I yeah. love the drive-ins. So, all right, first topic. Now that we got to the news, is cage match time. Let's do it. And uh, so tonight, and again, this is something that uh, Micah came up with. And I think it's awesome. We've got some really really cool ones lined up for you guys <laughs> here in the next few episodes. You want to announce the next one tonight? Yeah, yeah, we'll announce okay, the next one cool. tonight. Um, <clears throat> So tonight's cage match, as we said earlier, is Animal from the Muppets versus Cooking Monster from Sesame Street. The wild men of both bunches. <laughs> I'm super stoked. It's red versus blue. It is drums versus food. And who who can just take off? So um, Cookie Monster is the oldest of the two. Right. Um, came out in 1966. Mm-hmm. Animal came out in 1975. Both created, however, by Frank Oz. So both had the same creator. So mm-hmm. I, I didn't know that Frank was... Because I knew Frank created Animal, because right. Frank worked with the Henson Company and obviously mm-hmm. created a lot of the characters from The Muppet Show. Um, but I didn't know he had contributed to Sesame Street in right. that way. And so when I was looking up some more stuff about Cookie Monster, um, 
found out that he actually voiced him for a while and is actually the creator, one of the creators of Cookie Monster. So I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. So we got he's got an insane career. Frank, yeah, Frank's probably one of the best character and Muppet creators of all time. Uh-huh. I don't think you'll ever get anybody like him again. Absolutely not. I mean, his work with Star Wars yeah. and the Henson Company, Dark Crystal, Labyrinth, the Muppets. I mean, Sesame Street. Now I know that about that. I mean, Frank was an amazing yeah. creator. Yeah. Um. So he's yeah. Sadly missed. Absolutely. You don't have talent like Frank's much no. anymore. I mean, great talent, but <laughs> nothing like that. Nothing that unique. So, all right. So, what we got here in one corner, we got the red corner. We got Animal from the Muppets. For those who don't know who Animal is, <laughs> again, you're hiding underneath a rock. Animal is the wild man, the drummer uh, from the Muppets band. Uh, absolutely chaotic. They actually, when they first came out, they had to chain him to his drums <laughs> for him to do stuff. Um, the Frank Oz. Uh, pretty much summed uh animal up and i think in like four or five words and it was like uh, it was like food mu- food music sex chaos something like that like that was just <laughs> animal like so uh, back in the 70s like all the chaotic things of life that was what animal was supposed to portray on the muppets cooking monster was every kid on a sugar high like that was him and which is his equal chaos in right. my opinion um so these are two great characters i think to throw in throw in the middle of a cage match <laughs> the question for me when it comes to these two is, and I think it's pivotal. Right. And who wins this match? Is there a cookie involved or is there no cookie involved? <laughs> okay. That I think determines it all. You see, I was gonna give you I was gonna bounce another question. Does Animal have his drumsticks in his hands too? That's true. Okay, so don't know what that was. We'll fix that later. <laughs> um, but um that so good point. So do we want to decide? So if, if the animal's got his drumsticks. Then we have to throw a cookie in. Right, absolutely. Okay. So if we're doing that, okay. Do two rounds then. One without and one, one without, with. One with, yeah. Okay, okay. All right, so first round, no drumsticks, no cookies. We just got sheer chaos <laughs> between the two of these. <laughs> cookie Monster has got Animal in size, definitely, no absolutely. question. He has got him in fur, no question. You know I mean, he's, he's bigger. He's probably stronger, uh, but Animal has got him definitely far beyond in speed. Right. Okay, so no cookie, no drumsticks of any kind. Who who got? Who's winning that I think, fight? I think it comes down to the old adage, um, not the size of the dog in the fight, but the size of the fight in the dog. I think Animal takes this easily. I totally agree, man. I'm <laughs> He's a freaking Animal too. nut. Dude, like... he is insane. Like, watching him drum off of David Grohl was yes. one of the best things ever. Yeah. That dude, he scares me. <laughs> <laughs> What about you, Austin? Yeah, I totally agree. Animal all the way? Yeah. Yeah. Round one goes to Animal. All right, so now here's the second round. We have got drumsticks in Animal's hand, and we got a cookie. (laughs) What's what's interesting? We've got a cookie at stake. Oh. A cookie at stake. Animal's guarding a cookie. Yes. Okay. Animal's guarding a cookie, and go. Now at this point, who wins? It's interesting. It really is. I still don't think it matters, though. Uh, you know what? I'm going to change it up because we talked before the show. So you're still going animal? Yeah. Dude, I'm totally going with Cookie Monster on this one. If you're holding a cookie hostage, I think you're going to see the psychotic serial killer come out <laughs> in the blue man. And he's going to annihilate animal. I think before he gets to it, animal is already beating his eyeballs in with the drumsticks. That's very possible. <laughs> I'm going to go with a cook on this one, though. Cookie all the way. Break it. I think that Cookie Monster goes full like Hulk smash. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah yes. For that cookie. Hulk smash up. for the cookie. Yeah. Perfect. All right. So that's what we got, dude. Two to one. All right. So uh, round one, no sticks, no cookie. Animal, animal all, the way. all the way. Round two, cookie at stake. Animal's holding a hostage, and we're giving it to the Cookie Monster. Definitely. I, I think that's the way it would play. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Because he would lose his mind, man. Yeah. Like, I could see his eyes like becoming bloodshot. <laughs> yeah. Like the blue turning to green. Cooking. Like he would lose it, man. Like, yeah. Animal would probably be like, uh, 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 I don't know what to do. So that would be I love cookie. it. Love it. So yes, that would be that's awesome. I I love I love that. Um all right. So uh, yeah, oh definitely. Uh, next the next one I think is gonna be awesome. So it's what we're be. planning on doing here is we're trying to make it Something serious, something fun, something serious, something fun as far as pop culture characters. And if you guys got suggestions, actually, Pete has sent me oh my a gosh, ton of Pete. great yes. suggestions. Thank you, Pete. Like some really, really good ones. Uh, but so we just did this one. It's kind of fun and quirky characters. We're yeah. going to do some more serious characters. Uh, the next one. One from a movie franchise, even though he's been in video games and has his own. The other one's straight up from a video game franchise. Yeah. We've got, who is it? The Terminator and Master Chief. I think that's going to be 
awesome. It's going to be phenomenal. Yes. I've so, already got my winner. Do you? I'm sure you do, too. I do, too. Then yeah. we need to find two when we get there. So we're talking one Terminator mm-hmm. and Master Chief. Mm-hmm. That's it. That'll be tough. You're talking Halo 1, 2, 3, or 4, Master Chief. Let's go with the beginning, man. Let's go with Halo 1, Master okay. Chief. And let's go with Terminator 1, Terminator. Like the original Arnold T-800. Yeah. Or T-100. Um, yeah. And uh, let them throw down. So I'm stoked about that one. Yeah. That was going to be cool. So, all right. Hope you all enjoyed the cage match this time around. Next one's going to be Halo's Master Chief mm-hmm. versus Terminator's the Terminator. Yeah. And uh, we'll see who comes out on top of that one. So an absolute killing machine versus probably, arguably, the greatest soldier in video game history. Um, I don't even think it's an argument. It'll be interesting. It will be. It'll I mean, be I know where I'm leaning, but oh, I really I want, I want yeah. to be like, let me step back and take a look <laughs> and really weigh out both sides. Let's analyze this. Yeah, and see what happens here. But uh, I'm stoked. That one's going to be really cool. So, all right, guys, before we move on to the next topic, of course, this is going to be um, this is going to be our music break. And this time around, I want to let you guys listen to a song that's very close to me right now. For those who haven't seen online or know, I have recently joined another band. Um, this band's called Awaken. Now, these guys and I go back years. <laughs> um, when Protest was first cutting our legs on the, ro- uh, on the road, touring full-time, our first headlining and co-headlining tour that we did was with these guys um, on their first album. And, man, that was probably still my favorite tour. And not only did I just become good friends with these dudes, um, but I became a huge fan of the band. Y'all have heard me play them on the show before, um, but now I'm the bass player. And that's awesome. You know, it's kind of <laughs> like Robert Trujillo, you know, from Metallica. Like, how's that feeling? Like, dude, I'm joining Metallica, you know, like, that's kind of how I feel. I mean, it's Full circle. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's super, super cool. Um, but this is the single from our upcoming album uh, called Monsters and Machine. Monsters and Machines. Um, this song is called Behemoth. It's already been spinning a lot lately. It's been on several radio stations. I know one in Nashville, all over the world, actually. We just found out uh, the Octane station in Australia um, has spun this song now, as well as it's been playing in Belgium. It's been playing in like Brazil or somewhere else. and um, So it's doing really good, doing really good here. So hopefully you guys enjoy it. This is Awaken Behemoth. <laughs> Yeah. 
All right. And that was Awaken with Behemoth. And man, I'm super stoked for this record uh, to come out. Um, like I said, I've got to hear most of it or all of it. Um, there's a song that'll be, it's called The Desert. That's going to be the end of the, of the album, kind of like the ballad at the end. Man, I can't wait for that one. Because like when, when Chad had sent me like a little clip of it first, and he's like, here, check this one out. You know, this is going to be like the end ballad on the record. And uh, I, I instantly heard modern David Bowie. Like, and that's awesome. Like, I'm a huge Bowie fan anyways. And when I heard it, he's like, really? I'm like, yeah, dude. Like, that's totally like hard rock, <laughs> modern David Bowie. I'm so stoked for it. So it's going to be really, really good. Can't wait to see what happens with it. I'm actually going to Nashville next weekend uh, with the guys because that's where they're based out of um, and uh, doing, like, photo shoots and uh, listening party. And I think we were supposed to have a radio interview, but it's Sunday. But I got to come back Sunday. So I think I'm trying to – I think we're working to where I call in because we're doing a birthday party for Jada that day it's a busy weekend next weekend but super stoked hope you guys enjoyed it i know you enjoyed it you'll enjoy every awakened song i'm, awake, I'm an awakened fan and i can play bass with them now so it's super awesome but anyway so right on next topic big topic of the show the mighty morphin power rangers and austin that's why you're here isn't it oh yeah so tell me how you're a fan how big of a fan have you have you been of this show are we talking mighty morphin or just just in general. In general, oh my gosh! Ever since I can remember, just even up till now, just like I could watch it for hours. So let's I, think. So okay, so the the original Power Rangers show, and I don't me interrupt because I want you to tell me about your how you fell in love with it and what you like about the show, since that's why you came on. The original Power Rangers came out here in America in '93. You are how old are you? Twenty-one. Twenty-one. I was ninety-nine. Okay. So so you were okay. Not to, not you were young types, but you still caught the reruns and stuff on TV, right? Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. So I was wondering if you like you started like with the original crew of what we got of as the original crew, yeah. or with like you know the Turbo Crew or Power Rangers in Space. You know, mm-hmm. what I mean, which ones? Oh yeah. You got. So, but you've seen them all, right? Oh yeah. From well, that from that point. For what I, yeah. Because there's some now that I'm just like. Yeah, I, I, I don't even keep up with it anymore. There's so many, just like. You know how many there is in total? Forty-four. Oh my god. I was going to say somewhere in the 30s. That's crazy. Oh, dude, yeah. 44 series. Golly. So, um, you said something earlier. You, you what, binge watched this a whole summer? Oh, yeah. Like, Give me that story. I want to hear about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so we had just moved in. We had built this house and moved in, and, you know, I was just bored all summer. I didn't really, like, have any friends, you know. Well, I did, but we didn't really hang out. So, mm-hmm. you know, they had put all of the Power Rangers, well, not all of them, but a lot of the Power Rangers series on Netflix. And I started and just just did that the whole summer and just laid in bed all day <laughs> and binge-watched show after show after show. And, That's awesome. And I think I even watched Lost Galaxy like three times over, I think. Lost Galaxy was good. So good. I liked Lost so Galaxy. Good. Like I love the first one that came out here. Yeah. And then... I didn't really care for Turbo that much. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. it wasn't bad, but I was just like, I felt like I was a da- little bit of downgrade. Lost Galaxy yeah. was awesome. Yeah. I liked it a lot. What was your favorite one that you watched? Lost Galaxy, for Lost sure. Lost Galaxy, yeah. definitely. I would probably put it the modern ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I would definitely put Lost Galaxy below the original, but what we yeah. see as the original mm-hmm. Power Rangers, My Morphin. That yeah. show, though, dude, because I was watching them when they were coming on air. You know, like, I'd be oh, like, yeah. I gotta get up and watch this, or I gotta watch it when I get home. But like, I love that show, and uh, especially when Tommy, the Green Ranger, showed up. Oh yeah, Jason oh, David yeah. Frank is the man. He's the goat. So yeah, he actually plays um, uh, Bloodshot in the Valiant uh, movie, not the Bloodshot movie, the new one. Uh, well, this is a new movie, but there's a movie called <laughs> Ninjack versus the Valiant Universe, which has like all the Valiant superhero comic or superhero characters in it. And he plays Bloodshot in that and oh does a gosh. great job. Like That's I love crazy. him as Bloodshot in that. I almost like him as Bloodshot more than I do Vin Diesel, to be honest. <laughs> he was really good. But I'm a, I'm a Jason David Frank fan. Yeah. Loved him as Tommy in the Green Ranger. I love that. The whole uh, uh, Green with Evil was yeah. that storyline. Mm-hmm. Man, my favorite episodes. And the Dragon Zord was yeah, so boss, sick. dude. I remember That's when so I first sick. watched, I'm like, dude, the Tyrannosaurus sword was so cool. And they're like, we're gonna hit you with something better. Boom, Dragon Zord. I was like, oh yeah, this is mechanical. This is Mechagodzilla. That's what it really is. I loved it. I was really disappointed when he lost his powers and became the White uh, yeah. White Ranger, and then got the the Phoenix, right? Or did he get the Tiger first? I'm not sure. I can't remember. 
I can't remember which one was coming first. The tiger know. was awesome. Yeah. But like the bird phoenix one or whatever it was he had. Yeah. I was like, no, this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> you from a dragon to this. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? Um, but so it was good. I mean, it's a great, great series, man. Like the, this has a much longer history than most people here in America realize. Mm-hmm. And thankfully for those listening who don't know about it, uh, I'm a Japanese fan. You know, tokusatsu fanatic. So tokusatsu, by the way, Austin, in case you don't know what I mean, that, that is, that is the, the the special effects genre for for Japan, and that that covers a wide base of stuff. I mean, we're talking things like Power Rangers or Godzilla, Dragon Ball, uh, Dragon Ultraman. Ball. Uh, you know, I mean, it's, well, not really. Well, Ultraman, not yeah. it's anime. Yeah, but like anything Japanese special effects and fantasy falls inside yeah. tokusatsu, and that's what genre this falls into. Now to go a little bit deeper into it. This falls into what's known as henshin, the henshin genre of that of those shows, which henshin is the Japanese word for transform or transformation. And so these are known over there as henshin shows because these shows came from there to here in 93, um, from the 92 series in Japan. I think it was like the 16th, 17th series at the time um, of Power Rangers, which over there is called Super Sentai. It's really cool because Japan actually has a superhero time. Like every day, they have a literal time slot that that's what you watch is superhero stuff, which is super cool. America needs to learn from that big time. We need a superhero time here in America. <laughs> um, but that's where the shows, you know, Super Sentai shows are. And this, there's 44 total currently from the original one. Um, but it's a big, big history. This history for the, the Super Sentai is what it's called. And Sentai is the Japanese word for like uh, team or task force. Um, and it's always been like the team of five that we always see, you know, in Power Rangers. But this started from one man. His name was uh, Shatori in this uh, uh, story. What's his last name? Uh, Inchimato or Inchimito. Inchimato. Inchimato, I believe. So like, yeah, that's, we'll call him Shatori. I know that. That's what we're right. <laughs> he started uh, drawing like manga, which is Japanese, you know, comics um, back when he was in like middle school. But he hit the scene working as a, uh, as assistant artist for the, um, Astro Boy mangas back in like the late fifties, early sixties. Well, then he started to branch out and do his own stuff. And his first big creation was Cyborg, uh, 009. Cyborg 009 came out in the sixties and it was a manga that dealt with nine guys who were kidnapped by this team of evil doers. Can't remember what that team was called, honestly. And they got turned into cyborgs. And they're going to use my control to, to make them do their bidding. But they escape, and then they join together. They have superhuman abilities because they're cyborgs and fight this evil empire down. And it was so popular that I know there's, like, anime series based off of it, some anime movies. So he did that. was his first big thing. And then he was trying to pitch something to TV um, that was called uh, Skull Man. And Skull Man was... Kind of, it was really the precursor to what's known as it was the precursor to Common Rider, because before Super Sentai or Power Rangers, we know it, came out, which was 1975. Common um, Rider came first. He did a manga called Shadow or Skull Man that was trying to be a little bit darker for kids, um, and it's about it was about a guy who uh, developed superhuman abilities, wore this mask that was very looked very much like what the Common Rider mask looked like, and watched his parents get killed. A la Batman type character <laughs> and then he goes and takes revenge and, and, and seeks justice but like it was pretty dark like I remember when I first saw pages of it like he shoots people and kills them like shoots one dude in the head and like it's all full pain I'm like how is this for kids like, I, I didn't get that. <laughs> and he pitched it for a TV show and even the TV people were like yeah this is too dark and violent for kids like I, why would you think that this was okay um, so it didn't work so what he did was he actually retooled it and created Common Rider for TV which was the first it's not the first technical Henshin show, but he dubbed Henshin at that point, and this became the first known Henshin show as far as, like, everything from Kamen Rider out became Henshin shows, the transformation shows. Henshin technically started back in the, with Ultraman in 1961 because you're, Henshin is about a show where a superhero transforms in some way to become the superhero that he is. Uh, but Kamen Rider was the first official Henshin show. And was a humongous success. So Shatori, after he created that, decided that he would make Super Sentai. And what he did was is he essentially combined Kamen Rider and um, Cyborg 009 and created the first uh, Sentai show, uh, which was called, I can't remember the Japanese word for it, but it was Secret Sentai Go Ranger. 
was what it was called, 1975. And it was a massive success, massive success. Um, and it, it was kind of something that had some pulls from like Ultraman 2. There, there's this, uh, it was a team called the Black Crusaders or Black, Rain, Black Pirates. I think Crusaders is right. Black Crusaders. I think so. Um, so that were trying to take over the world. And there was a team of good guys called Eagle. That was the name of the, the science team that was that was defending it, and they had bases all over the world. Um, they ended up getting destroyed, and five people remained from Eagle. Eagle, other than like the main guy who runs it, and he gives them these super suits that they can change into, or transform into, and become the super the, the secret Sentai. He go Rangers, and that's where it's, that's where it all started. It was weird though, because like the big finisher. Because they didn't have Zords back then. Like, we've always had Zords here in America from the first one. Um, they did not have that. They had cool weapons and vehicles. Like, you know, Common Rider was always known for riding his motorcycle, which was super, like, pimped out with weapons and things. <laughs> like, it was, the, it was the, bat, the bat cycle that Batman wished he had. Like, it was awesome, that, that thing was. And Common Rider's been going. It's longer running than Power Rangers. Common Rider's still going uh, to this day. Is it really? Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. Well, Saban actually brought Common Rider Black. Uh-huh. To America, and it ran for I think two seasons here, and it did wow. pretty good. Um, they even brought over; it lasted one season, but it's an awesome show, *Common Rider Dragon Knight*, and it was actually the only Henshin show shot actually in English. Oh wow! Most of them, when we get them, we get the Japanese scenes of them in the suits and the fighting the monsters, and then we retool and shoot the American scenes separate. And so, anyways, so they they had the vehicles and stuff. They didn't get the Zords until 1978 three, four years after. And it was because of Spider-Man. So for those who don't know, <laughs> Stanley had pitched Spider-Man to Toei, the same company that was doing Kamen Rider and, and the Sentai, the Power Rangers shows. And they were like, yeah, let's totally do it. But they retooled Spider-Man. He wasn't bitten by Radioactive Spider. Um, this guy came from the planet Spider, an alien guy, and met our hero. I can't remember the actual hero's name, but who becomes Spider-Man and injects him with his blood, this venom blood, and gives him the ability to become Spider-Man. And he has this Zord, or this mech, that was the original Spider-Man's uh, spaceship, pretty much, that can be this big fighting robot. That was the first tokusatsu <laughs> henshin show to ever have a fighting mech of any kind of fighting robot, and it was huge success. So they brought that over to the Go Rangers, and that's when 1978, the next show, I think it was like the fourth Power Rangers show, it was the first one to actually have Zords or robots of any kind. So when they started, it was all like cars and super cool guns. But the first one, like they didn't have like big Zord battles. The way they would actually beat the boss of the day for each show was they would have, they had like this weird like silver soccer ball that they would kick like to each other. So like the one, like, like the Black Ranger would kick to the Green Ranger and the Green Ranger would kick to the pink one until they finally got it back to the Red Ranger, who was always the leader, you know. And then he would kick it at the bad guy, and the bad guy would blow up. Like, it was really <laughs> weird. And then, like, transformed from that into, like, some kind of, like, super colorful, like, tank football that they kicked around. It was, they were trying it out. They were, they were it took them a while to find their, their, their <laughs> niche there. But, but that's where it started. So it started way back in the 70s uh, from Shatori and Ishimori. I think it's, it was his name. I know his name Shatori. Yeah. Um, but then it just became, it was so popular, still popular to this day. It's the biggest TV show over there. And then we picked it up in 1992. Haim Saban from Saban Entertainment, um, <clears throat> which he's a big fan of the Japanese shows anyways because he's brought over um, the Power Rangers in 93 on. And we've continued to get new Power Rangers every year, which is awesome. And it's become a huge success, not only in Japan, but in here too. I mean, we've had, what, two, mo three movies? Right. Right? There's the first one. There's the Turbo film. And then the oh, yeah, pretty right. rough one. from And then the Elizabeth Banks failure. And they are working Banks on that one. I love yeah. how you put that on her. So I'm stoked about that. What do you think about the new one, Austin? Like, what do you hope? We don't know much about it. We know we're, we're, they're rebooting it. And other than that, what we do know, or what I've heard, is they're trying to just honestly make it like a show. They're the, that's like they finally realized, Good. hey, this is what's worked. Let's just do it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. The way they did Rita was kind of weird. Very weird. Super That's weird. It's just Elizabeth Knox. I yeah, it's just, <laughs> yeah, it's really probably is. right. The only good thing I've ever watched her in has been Hunger Games. That's it. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't call that good either myself. I mean, <laughs> I saw Battle Royale years before Hunger Games, so. But, 
Yeah, I didn't like the way they did her. I yeah. like the idea mm-hmm. that her and Zordon were like the first leaders, the first Red and Green Ranger. Yeah. That was cool. That was cool. But she totally ruined it. But, I mean, yeah. the idea was cool. But that's about it. You got to bring Dakry Montgomery back as Red Ranger, though. He was really good. Who? Dakry Montgomery. Is that his? The guy that plays Billy, right? In uh, Stranger Things. What's his first? Is it Dakry Montgomery? Oh, yeah. Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. He was really good. Yeah, he was. Yeah, that was he cool. He was really good. And the guy that plays Billy, yeah. Dude. Yeah. The, the best oh, Billy so ever. Awesome. He was great. I loved his character. There was good moments in the movie, but I think overall it totally flopped. Yeah, like yeah. when I found out they were having Goldar as the main monster to fight, I was like, "Yes, yeah." And then they showed him. I'm like, "Who is that? Yeah, that that's was, not Goldar. That's awful. Like, yeah, you're like, you don't know what you're talking about. Like that. <laughs> yeah. Where's the werewolf monkey face? Like, I need that. Um, I, it was okay. You know, I mean, it wasn't bad. It was better than Turbo. I think. I just really wasn't a fan of Turbo. Yeah, I never have been like, a fan of Turbo either. I mean, but you know, for me, I grew up seeing a lot of the Japanese stuff, mm-hmm. and I'm a big fan of Common Rider. And so, if I want to see superheroes like that, henchmen superheroes in like vehicles, I'm totally going to Common Rider because it's way better than Power Rangers when it comes to that stuff. You know, right. like I want to see the cool motorcycles or the cool cars. I don't want that in Power Rangers. I want the Zords. Right. Because yeah. that's you know, I didn't yeah. watch the shows prior to the Zords coming in the set, you know, late seventies. Until like way later, to like a few years ago, when I was like, oh, let me check out the original crew and see what yeah. it was really like. Um, so I would, that's probably why I wasn't a big turbo guy. Yeah. But I mean, it was, but the first movie with uh, Ivan Ooze. Oh, so it's good. A, it's oh awesome. I love it. <laughs> Minus the bad CGI. Yeah. Other than that, like everything about the movie was great. Because yeah. that's what I wanted. I vote we give a, uh, a pardon to any film bef- or, uh, before 2012. For having bad CGI, we just give them a pass because it's okay. No, <laughs> well, that doesn't work at all. Because yeah. there are some movies with some CGI from back in the day that's they managed to make work. And you pull still- up John Carpenter's thing. It's not CGI, but still, it, it looks better. Well, than I mean, CGI. that's practical effects. That's yeah. way better. <laughs> but no, I mean, look back at like look, we go back to Tron. You know what I mean? Very simplistic CGI, but what computer graphics they did still looks awesome today because the way they shot it. I mean, it's made to look like a video game. Gosh, that's good. Oh, it's so, so good. I mean, if you go back and look at, like... Oh, 2005. Watch... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, no. I'm thinking about it now. <laughs> but, I mean, because you got, like, Jurassic Park right. in 94. Um, I sat back and watched that, like, a couple weeks ago, and I was like, man, doesn't stand up today, unfortunately. Mm, absolutely But not. it was still really, really good yeah. computer graphics. Um, but those, some of those earlier years... Well, no, I can't, man, because go back to... No, go to 92, man. Go to Terminator 2. Oh, my gosh. Okay, Terminator 2, the T-1000, is all CGI. And it is still awesome to this day. You know what I mean? Some some dudes had it, some didn't. Yeah. I won't say that much. So. Yeah. But that's just me. But they didn't in Power Rangers, the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Those swords. And, I mean, come on. Like, it could have been way better. I think they should have just stuck with practical effects. Yeah. But, I mean, better. You know, they were putting a budget into it. You know, like, they could have made the Zords have been so much cheaper than because they Computer still use miniature yeah. sets. That's yeah. what that's what blew my mind for that movie was you had the computer graphic Zords, but you still had a miniature set. Like wow. they had a plan to build the Zords and they just went, nah, yeah, no, they should have just done it, man. Yeah. It's kind of like the new thing you used to talk about thing a minute ago, like the 2011 um, prequel to John Carpenter's The Thing, completely shot with practical effects. Completely shot. Last minute, they pulled all the practical effects and redid it all with CGI, which is just ridiculous. Like, and the CGI is terrible in it. So I don't know what they were doing there, but I think it would have, would have been cool. What What's some of your favorite moments in Power Rangers? This guy, he legit has top like five top fives five on top his computer five. listed out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Okay, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. That's just that's his brain. Okay. I did not expect him to be that well. Who's who's your of all of all the shows that you've seen? Who's your favorite ranger? Like, like if you could pick, if you had to pick one ranger, one ranger, of, one oh. ranger above them all. <gasps> one ring to rule. That's oh. tough. That's Lost tough. Galaxy. I forgot his name. The black dude with the cape. Oh yeah, dude. You know what I'm talking uh, about? Yes. What was his name? Oh, he was awesome. Like he was. I would put him up with Tommy. Yeah. To me, Tommy's the best. Tommy Green. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And then uh, I don't know if you count them the Psycho Rangers from. Um, uh, you can. 
I mean, they're 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 cool. <laughs> they're they're cool. super cool. But I mean, I mean, they they would they would consider canon. So yeah, you got to count them. You got to. Um, you know, one thing we haven't brought up. That, and I mean, I'm and, and when it comes to the first Power Rangers too, like Jason, the first yeah. Red Red Ranger, Red Ranger, Red Ranger, still like aside from Tommy, he was just such a good leader. Yeah. And then they got what's his name that replaced him later. Um, that's when I started to like, oh, I got to miss an episode. Okay, it'll be okay. You know what I mean? It was, with the, it was when Tommy was like the White Ranger. <clears throat> where I was like, oh, I'll catch up next week on this episode. <laughs> you know, like, it's not as big of a deal. Um, I hated when they did that. But something really cool um, for Power Rangers, we talked about this at church in the morning, uh, was the Turtles crossover. Yeah. Saban so bought the rights to do a, a live-action turtle show. Even though it, hadn't been, it wasn't even called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It was called Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. Uh, they dropped yeah. Teenage. Yeah. Um, Turtles looked okay. Splinter looked horrible in that show. <laughs> this is the worst. I don't like, and I talk about it a few times. I despise Terminator or Teenage Mutant Turtles three. I despise Terminator. What? No, no, <laughs> yeah, yeah. erase that. I didn't mean that. I love Terminator. Uh, even though I don't like Arnold, I love Terminator. Um, the third Turtles film, I absolutely cannot stand. I do not like that movie. Like they turn Raphael, who's the most hardcore the bad dude of the turtles into like the softest pansy <laughs> ever. And they gave him freckles. You know what I mean? Like it was so bad and splinter looked terrible in it as well. But like the splinter on the show was even worse. Like it was Roger Corman B movie splinter. Like it was horrible, but they did a crossover. It was power Rangers in space. And it was actually like the fourth episode it was called shell shocked. And uh, they, they crossed over and fought, Against the Power Rangers at first, which was awesome to see them fight against <laughs> each other, but then they teamed up with Power Rangers and fought the bad guys. Super, super cool. They actually had a fifth turtle on that show, a female turtle. Uh, oh wow! Named Venus was her name. Didn't like her. <laughs> Just didn't like her. Like Raph was about the only thing I liked because he was a jerk and his mask was kind of cool. And um, but they fought like it was cool though that that show was cool because they fought like these dragon creatures instead of like just normally Shredder and stuff like these dragon lizard things that were really super cool so is raf your favorite turtle absolutely I mean, there's no question he's the, the eternal best. struggle raf or leo <laughs> i mean dude i'm leo like, all the way neither. i love leo you mikey donnie donna t- wow oh, that's, that's rare love. Yeah. yeah you don't see much love I like for that. yeah like did you did you read any of the comic books or anything <laughs> no the not really ones? i just so you didn't see when donatello died in the comics no. Oh, dude, it was brutal. <laughs> wow. It was yeah. brutal. And Leo lost his absolute mind. Seriously? Oh, yeah. Like, wow. Leo went on a straight murdering spree. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. When when Donnie was killed, it was bad. Like, it was, oh, it was rough. Um, the comic books, the IDW comic books are unreal. Like, they're some of the best You don't know Turtles until you read IDW comics. Oh, my gosh. Comics. When they took it's over. so different. And with the new writers and stuff and, uh, and the new storyline, it was unreal. They've kind of hinted a little bit of it in the... Um, movies in the in the comic book series, the newer series, um, the, the turtles and and Shredder and Splinter, and it's, it's those yeah, it's them, just 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 the the uh, six of them. They're actually reincarnated as the turtles and then the rat and then well well Shredder's not he's brought back to life. They were all from feudal Japan and Splinter was actually. Um, at the time in feudal Japan, the Foot Clan was the highest ranking ninja clan in Japan. Like they were top dogs. And uh, Splinter was being looked at to take over the Foot Clan. Shredder hated that. There was a huge, that huge rivalry between the two of them. And not only that, but the girl that Shredder loved was married to Splinter. That was his wife. And they had four boys. Dude, it was brutal when you read the backstory because, or they show you the backstory because Shredder lost it, took over the Foot Clan, but he killed Splinter. But he did it after he beheaded all four of the turtles when they were boys. So he, he beheads all four of them in front of him and then cuts his head off. But what happens is, as Splinter's telling it, when he beheads him, he immediately wakes up and he's a rat hmm. in the lab that April O'Neil's dad is a scientist at. And across from him is the turtles, and it's his actual sons. So it's not just like, oh, he adopted sons. They are like the reincarnated sons from feudal Japan. And so they're literally a family. They're just now reincarnated into these animals, and they get mutated. And in the process, the Foot Clan has still been going. Shredder has died, but now his daughter, um, can't remember her name. You know what I'm talking about, though. 
uh, has sought like some ancient Japanese shaman, witch woman, whatever, to bring uh, Shredder back to life. And dude, it's just, it's unreal. They end up uh, brainwashing Leo and Leo becomes Shredder's right-hand man. Oh my gosh. Oh dude. Yeah, it's bad. Like and when the, when the accident happens and the turtles, the explosion at the, uh, um, <coughs> the lab, lab yeah. causes the, tur- the turtles get freed and Splinter to get freed. Raph is missing for four years. He grows up, up on the street by himself for four years alone. And the turtles are trying to find him and they can't find him. That's where he befriends Casey. Casey is already out in the streets beating up bad guys to take out the abuse he's getting from his father. His father abuses him. Dude, there's an unbelievable scene. It's like so, It's so good. Like It is such a deep book series that's unreal. And like, shows when they, and movies don't even hint on no, it either. No, it doesn't oh. come close to being as good at Like When they take Leo... Splinter loses his mind. He goes and takes on the Foot Clan. Dude, he kills probably 100 foot soldiers like it's nothing. And then goes toe-to-toe with Shredder and puts him down quick. Like, he is so mad of them taking Leo that he puts Shredder down. Like he's, And at one point, he has his foot. I remember in the panel, he's got his foot on Shredder's throat, uh, about to kill him, and, and tells him, always remember, I'm always better than you. And, like, dude, he just I – mean, he. Nobody's help. None of the turtles helping. Nobody <laughs> flies through these. It's awesome, dude. It is such a good comic book series. But yeah, so Donnie, uh, he got killed. Uh, they brought him back to life now, but he he ended up actually being the first turtle to get murdered. That's so And crazy. Leo, Leo lost it. Like you're like Raph's the bad guy. Not at that moment. Leo was totally. There was not an ounce of good in him at all when Donnie gets killed. That's it was, crazy. It's a good series, man. That, and when the first turtles movie came out, the newer ones. Mm-hmm. I was like, yes, they're going to really bring that stuff in here, and it's going to be awesome. <laughs> and they totally did not. <laughs> Will Arnett. <laughs> <laughs> it was horrible. But anyway, we, all talk, we were talking about Power Rangers. We yeah, the yeah, yeah. <laughs> My bad. So I love the Turtles, too. But uh, yeah, dude, so I would, I would totally, with, with them, man, I, I, that's a great show. I mean, it has gone on for, well, since 75. This show's been going on overseas, and then here since 1993. Uh, made several big movies, four big movies, three big movies now, fourth one coming. Uh, video games galore, toys galore. Oh, yeah. oh, it's probably, yeah. I mean, like, you can go through Walmart and you'll see them change out different toys. You never see them not have Power Rangers. Right. I mean, uh, since I've been a kid, I've always seen Power Rangers, which is super, super awesome. Yeah. What's some of the other things you like about it? Like, what do you mean? Well, I mean, like, <laughs> like, why are you a Power Rangers fan? So, like, when I was a kid, and my Aunt Allie can attest to this, I would always like after I would be watching it or just like whenever I would always call myself the Red Ranger and I would jump all over the place and my uncle would just like fight with me and it'd be so sick. And then my family, I said colors for every single family member. Like my dad was always blue because I was his favorite color. And of course, I was always red because, you know, when you're yeah. a kid, like the Red Ranger is the leader, like he's the goat, you know, just like. All the different ones, how they look, and, like, what it's called. That's what they, they are, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And it's just all the different Zords, all the different villains. It's just all the backstories, where they come from. Dude, okay, so one last thing. Because I used to do that as a kid. <laughs> I would always, like, make a, make green ra- like green Ranger costumes and totally wear them and go outside <laughs> and play. None of my friends were like, what's wrong with you? You know, like, <laughs> I don't care. I still I love this stuff. Because I was the kid, like, the age of seven, getting up before my parents and stuff before school to watch Ultra 7 which was old school. I mean, Ultraman's where this stuff all started from. Um, I was a big nerd for those Henshin-style superheroes. Was. Still is. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I said was. So what's your favorite Zord? Could well, be any of the series. Definitely the Dragon Zord. Definitely the Dragon Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. Dude, and like, when he would jump up there and play the flute, yeah, dude, dude, like, I mean, my adrenaline was pumping. I was like, yes! You know, I loved it. And then seeing the Dragon Zord come yeah. out of the ocean, I'm like, the rest of y'all suck, man. <laughs> Nobody compares to Dragon Zord rules. So. Oh All right, Hans. So. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully you learned some stuff. You know, oh, yeah. like, I don't mean to, I know you came to talk about it, and um, Tyler joked about it. He's like, just, he'll talk a lot. I do talk <laughs> a lot. But I feel like I had a, a vast wealth of knowledge to, yeah. to you for the Power oh, Rangers. Yeah. Because there's a huge history. There huge is. Huge history. You know what I mean? 44 shows, I think, maybe 45. I know it's in the 40s um, of where they're at now, man. And just like, and it started back when our dads were kids, you know? Yeah. Um, huge history. And it's not slowing down either, man. 
shows keep coming out. They got a new another movie coming. Um, of course, the shows are always coming out in Japan. Like every two years, they come out with a new show. So, TV show wise, like from Japan, where does this sit? Uh, in like, I think, like the sixteenth or seventeenth right series. It was it was like the second or third Q Q. There, right. It's called GU Ranger, mm-hmm. um, which was when I started getting more into like the animal type um, Zord, Zords yeah. and stuff. Um, but I think it's the 16th or 17th. I mean, it, it was it was the same year pretty much that this this show, what we see as Power Rangers in the in the in the Z Ranger show in Japan, ran from 92 to 93. Right. And then we got it here in 93. So like they were finishing up like like by the time they were finishing up with like the White Ranger sagas and stuff, we were getting like the first episodes over here okay. of that show. Um, so it, it really kind of ran a little bit close together. And it's been pretty much they release a show, we bring it over here. They release a show, we bring it over here. That's been the formula ever since. We just replace all the. Now, now you talk in Japan and uh, getting stuff over here. There, there's one show that instantly comes to mind when you think Japan and show over here. It's Dragon Ball. Like, yes. Is, do, do you think it's more pop? Like Power Rangers is more popular than Dragon Ball at this moment, or I, I think if to you're the Western at, audience, if you're looking at a pop culture aspect to the West, so we're talking America only. Mm-hmm. I, I would have to say. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I would I, say Power Rangers for Western audience. I would honestly lean towards towards Dragon Ball Z only because because I was going to go Power Rangers immediately too because right. like you can't go to Walmart any mm-hmm. day and find a Dragon Ball Z yeah. toy. Yeah. You can go to Walmart any day and find Dragon Ball Z TV mm-hmm. series on DVD. Right. And that's a that that's a huge difference as far as what sells. But Power Rangers, other than a select few, thirty five, twenty one, you know, who still love the show. Power Rangers tends to have a very small demographic right. of the younger kids or, or young teenagers. Right. Dragon Ball does not. Mm. Dragon Ball's demographic is from like the ages of eight to my dad is 59. You know what I mean? So its demographic is much, much larger. Right. Um, and you can go to any specialty top store, an FYE music store, a Walmart, um, a pop culture store, and you're going to find Dragon Ball Z everywhere. Right. So I would think because of that... I would have to say Dragon Ball okay. is is yeah. the bigger icon. If you go to Japan, it's going to be completely right. opposite. Absolutely, like it's it's Power Rangers all the way. Yeah, really. Yeah, I mean Dragon Ball is huge over there. Don't get me wrong. Right. I mean, that that manga has been running since '87. Uh-huh. Um, Dragon Ball is my personal favorite. That's the only reason I, I, I love asked, Dragon yeah. Ball. I love it. Like I I do like Dragon Ball Z and stuff mm-hmm. better than Power Rangers. I mean, not by a huge margin, but because um, I love Power Ranger stuff. But um, yeah, if you go over there, um, yeah, Power Rangers far supersedes Dragon Ball. But then, I mean, like, that's a whole other market, too, right. of exactly. live action versus anime. Um, that's a whole other yeah. topic and, and bargain there. So. We need a Dragon Ball movie. That's what we need. We need a, a, a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Disney's working on one, by the way. You're lying. No, I'm not. They are they are working on one, yes. So And wow. they're supposedly working on one with an all-Asian cast, which is the way it needs to be done, anyways, Absolutely. in my opinion. Um, we'll see. Yeah, like it, it has to be anything's better than Dragon Ball Evolution. Like that was a crap fest of a film. It was so <laughs> bad. Did you watch it? Yeah, oh. I did. Piccolo did not like that <laughs> whatsoever. Um, it can be done right. It can. It, can, it really can be. There's been a few successful animes turned into live action films. Um, Zerum is one of them I can think of. But most of the ones that I think are successful are, weren't huge budgets. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at practical effects of these shows that are great. The uh, Giver, which was a huge anime so, show that came from manga, just like Dragon Ball or, or Dragon Ball Z, any of those, um, came out in 91 with its first live-action film, which actually had Mark Hamill from Star Wars in it. He wasn't the Giver, but <laughs> he was in it. Um, very super cheesy right. compared to the anime, but still a lot of fun and looked great. Well, that is what you have to do. You, you almost yeah. have to go super cheesy for a well, lot of that. But then they did the second one. Which was a much lower budget. The very or no, the second actual made for Sci-Fi Channel's picture original, mm-hmm. and it was amazing. Right, you know, much lower budget, but the suits were phenomenal. The action was great, much more line in the tone with the anime series. Um, so I mean, you got those successful ones like that um, that happen. You just you got to have the right people behind it. Absolutely. And with Disney having the money and the special effects <laughs> abilities, it could be killer. Yeah, it, it really seen the Super Saiyan live action Goku. Uh, I mean, like get some of these dudes. Like, I don't know if you guys have seen like the fan films on YouTube for Dragon Ball. There's some amazing. Uh, yes. There's Dragon Ball: The Fall of Man. Mm. That Dragon Ball fan film is unreal. Like, it is far better than Dragon Ball Evolution. Um, get some of those cats, man. Be like, yeah. hey, come produce this film. You know, 
Um, as long as I get Akira Toriyama, the creator of Dragon Ball, to yeah. jump on, it'll be good. It'll be wonderful. Yeah. I hope. And let him have the cool spiky hair. Yeah. Like, come on, dude. I'm okay with Goku only having three strands of hair. They're just this thick. Like, I don't care. <laughs> That's what I'm used to. Give it to me on live action. So, right on. So, anything else you guys want to add, Power Rangers-wise? No? Sweet. Well, Austin, thank you so, so much. Thank you. For joining you, the yes. show. You're welcome back anytime to any other topic we got. Yeah. And, of course, Micah, thank you. Special shout-out again to the lady who's letting the fat pug sleep on her, Miss Walter. <laughs> Hey guys. Our dog is passed out, like on his back, legs spread out over on Walter on the recliner here in the studio. Huh? For the past hour and a half. Are you serious? Like his paws are all bent. He's like, oh, this is life. This is euphoria. Is he probably snoring? I got a video of him snoring. Do you? I'm surprised the mics haven't picked it up. That's, that's, that's going to be the blooper of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> you got to send me that video. And we'll just, it just, you'll hear, you're like, oh, good night, guys. Beep. And then <laughs> Bentley for three minutes. So, all right, guys. Again, thank you all so much. Uh, this is Sludge. This is Micah. And special guest. Austin. And the honorary guest in the back. Walter! Y'all have a good night.